You are listening to Feed 44, the official podcast channel of the Center for a Stateless Society. C4SS is an anarchist think tank and media center. For more information, please visit c4ss.org. So-called criminal rights protect the rest of us. By Kevin Carson, posted on c4ss.org on April 27, 2015, and read by Mike Kodzina. After the Providence Journal printed Chad Nelson's commentary on Boston's violations of Fourth Amendment search and seizure protections, Marathon Security Violates Constitution, April 20th, reader Rick Hawksley responded in a letter to the editor that Nelson, quote, seemed to be more concerned about drug dealers than with the health and welfare of his neighbors. The sharp escalation of the drug war, the war on terrorism, and other wars on the American domestic population has been associated with an equally sharp growth in general cultural authoritarianism. This includes popular media in which, in Richard Moore's words, Escaping the Matrix, Whole Earth, Summer 2000, rights are a joke. The accused are despicable sociopaths, and no criminal is ever brought to justice until some noble cop or prosecutor bends the rules a bit. It always galled me to hear the opening sequence of Law and Order, in which the narrator sanctimoniously intoned that, quote, In the criminal justice system, there are two separate yet equally important groups, the police who investigate crime and the district attorneys who prosecute the offenders. First, I always protested that that should be the accused, not the offenders, even if some self-styled, tough-on-crime types don't seem to understand the difference. And second, what about the defense attorneys and juries who, even in the naive civics book understanding of the criminal justice system, are supposed to represent society by preventing crooked cops and prosecutors from railroading people into prison based on false accusations, perjured testimony from jailhouse snitches, and fabricated or planted evidence? Mr. Hawksley's letter is as glaring an example of this loathsome cultural trend as any I've seen. It is a standard trope among right-wing law-and-order types to equate procedural protections against cops with protection of the alleged criminals they're in pursuit of, or to equate due process rights to criminal rights. See also Grace Nancy. No, Mr. Hawksley, they protect the rest of us. Nelson clearly desires that his neighbors be safe from warrantless invasion of their homes by trigger-happy cops, under the ostensible guise of fighting terrorism or drugs. A lot more Americans, unarmed Americans, have been shot by trigger-happy cops in the past year, or had their faces repeatedly slammed into the concrete, stop resisting, stop resisting, after they were incapacitated, then were killed by terrorists. The stories seem to be appearing almost daily now, about an unarmed person of color being shot by the police, sometimes while trying to surrender, sometimes in the back while fleeing, and sometimes with the cop planting evidence on their dead body after murdering them. Like Mr. Hawksley, I want to feel safe. I figure my chances of being killed in a terrorist attack are nearly zilch, and even if the danger were significant, the kinds of security measures Hawksley celebrates are mostly security theater, useless, because they generate a thousand false positives for every genuine threat that's identified. I'm not afraid of terrorism. But even though I'm white, every time I see a police car in my rearview mirror, I'm afraid. Can you honestly say you're not? You've been listening to Feed 44, the official podcast channel of the Center for a Stateless Society. C4SS is an anarchist think tank and media center. For more information, please visit c4ss.org.